We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Before I bring out my guest, is Robin here? A woman named Robin who has been sick. Hi, Robin. I got your message on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you so much for messaging me. And I really hope that you have a very speedy recovery. You're welcome. Okay, now we'll talk about dicks. <laughs> Okay, my guest today, he has two podcasts called Freedom, The Neighborhood Listen. You also know him from Room 104, Bojack Horseman, DuckTales, American Dad, Bajillion Dollar Properties, Bob's Burgers, so many things. It's Paul F. Tompkins! Oh, Paul, 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 Paul. Thank you so much for being here. Nicole, thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. You were my top choice. <laughs> you were. They gave me a list, and I said, ooh. Is that true? Yes. I'm very I flattered. think you are so funny, and it's a real treat to talk to you. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you. Oh, boy. Okay, so. Sorry, well, one second. Yes. Can we get the house lights turned even higher up? <laughs> <laughs> is there any way to make the yeah, is there lights a way? go down? Just so the audience feels more comfortable. Right? The, the whole point of being in the audience is being anonymous. Yes. Although I did call out a, a nice lady. <laughs> well, but you, you knew in advance she would be here. I That's did. a different situation. It would have been really fucked up if she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. She so no movement on those lights? Okay. No, I guess not. So that's not going to happen? <laughs> Maybe they ah, think it's a bit. there we go. Ah. Better, right? Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> Paul, are you comfortable now? I feel great. Okay. So, Paul, you are not a single man. No, I am not. I've been married for almost 10 years now. Whoa, yeah. that's a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, it's... What? It's one-tenth of a century. Oh, boy. We're on our way. Oh, boy, don't do that to me. <laughs> I uh, once, I might have told this story on the podcast, but I once was talking to my friend Tess and her husband, Stephen, and I was like, Tessie, I've known you for so long. She was like, yeah, 10 years. I was like, that's almost a decade. And I was driving, and, and both of them were dead silent. And they both have kids, and Tessie turns to me and goes, Nicole? <laughs> do you know what a decade is? And I was like, I don't know, 12 years? And she was like, no. And I was like, 13? And then, ah, then her husband goes, that's a, that's a baker's decade. 
So now I have a tattoo of a piece of cake that says a baker's decade on me. Because I'm dumb. Uh, so t- do you ever like panic when people ask you questions? All the time. But what I've gotten better at is not just putting in an answer mm-hmm. <laughs> where I don't know something. And actually, I have to take a beat and say, you don't know the answer to this question, so say that you don't know, mm. and you will learn something. <laughs> but my, my default for forever and still, it's like I have to, it's a real effort, is to just go, uh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not left out. all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll just make up an answer, yeah. and then sometimes people won't go, really? Mm-hmm. And then they leave thinking that's the answer, yeah. and then I'm responsible for spreading stupidity. <laughs> Oh, whatever. I can't be bothered. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. You've been married for a decade. That's 10 years. So, how did you... How, how did you meet your wife? We met through uh, mutual friends. We were... Hang, I, I was part of a, um, a group of people. We had overlapping friends, but we hadn't met yet. That we would get together on uh, early Sunday evenings to have, like, a, a little sort of like a uh, salon, if you will. We would have some drinks and just oh, okay. like kind of talk about whatever. <laughs> okay. It was like a last little thing before the week I actually started. I was like, so you and your friends do hair? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> We would do each other's hair. And of course, bras got frozen. Um, <laughs> uh, and we, so we would just like kind of hang out and, and talk. And it was a really nice thing. And, and one night, my future wife, uh, who was sort of seeing one of the guys mm-hmm. in this in this group. Um, she arrived as I was about to leave, and I was struck by her immediately, and so I stayed a little bit longer to talk to her. Oh. And that was the beginning, yeah. That's so cute. But and then we did not start seeing each other right away. We went on okay. a date after that that she still insists she did not know was a date. <laughs> but it's like we were grown people, you know what I mean? And it's like, why would I be... Hi, fellow adult. Let's hang out as friends. I just met you. People do this. No. Why yes. Who's doing that? <laughs> There's a clap. The, this person's doing it. People, okay, so gay men DM me all the time, and I learned through my therapist that you don't assume people's gender orientation or sexual orientation. True. You just wait for them to tell you. So a lot of gay men will be like, let me take you on a date. So then I have to be like, platonic date or fuck date and they're like platonic i'm gay and i'm like i don't want more friends you said date <laughs> yeah exactly yes. i'm good i'm 30 uh, there was an e article that said my my age twice i'm 33 I saw that. Yes. i'm 33 thank you e i know now yeah <laughs> But I'm 33. I got all the friends I need. Yeah. I don't want any more. I just want a forever dick or puss. Don't care. Uh, just the forever something to play with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, uh, when you get to a certain age, the way and I and it, I understand this can be different for different people, but that you meet people more organically after a certain point where it's like you you the way you you accrue new friends mm-hmm. is i got a new job or yes. i met somebody through somebody else mm-hmm. and now we hang now we're friends on our own as opposed to just being friends in a group or something do you know what i mean and yes. so when she was saying i didn't know it was a date it was like we have met once mm-hmm. and we were kind of like flirty and stuff you know what i mean like i I was it's hard to tell yeah sometimes people are nice to you and you're like they're in love with me or they're you know (laughs) or someone's nice you're like what a nice person but then they are in love with you and you're like i don't want it (laughs) it's all it's very confusing that's fair fair. can i tell you a story about somebody i just met organically okay so i just okay (laughs) i just fucked and i (laughs) i it is so nice when a group of strangers clap for that. Yeah. Because I told this to my therapist yesterday, and she went, Nicole, that's so great. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. And I was like, Mary, thank you. She's like, no, really, I'm so happy for you. I think it's because she knows how horny I am all the time. Right. So I was in Houston. This was... To the Wednesday of last week, and I... Not even close to a decade. No, no. Yes. <laughs> Not even close. 
finally got me. <laughs> so I'm in Houston and I started selling merch because it makes a meet and greet a little bit better because mm-hmm. there's an activity to do yes. when you're talking to people yeah. and it's hustling, it's making money. But uh, uh, I don't know. I like have shirts and I want the world to wear them. Uh, so I carry it with me in two uh, 60 pound suitcases. So I'm carrying 120 Fun. pounds. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yes. So before that, I took these. 120-pound suitcases to the rental car center only to find out that my license was expired and nobody gives you a car. (laughs) So then I had to go back to the airport to get an Uber. And then as I was crying, I was like, you did this to yourself. (laughs) It's very easy to renew a license. Also, I just put my license plate on my car. That was so easy. After how long? Four years. (laughs) Four years! And I kept getting pulled over and they're like, this car is not new. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) I just like the dealer plates. It made me feel cool. (laughs) But it's on. It's two screws. It took me five minutes. I paid so much money in tickets. So anyway. (laughs) So I'm in Houston. And I'm struggling to get these suitcases in the elevator. And there's this, like, guy on the phone. And I was like, ah, another man who will not help me. So then I get on the elevator. And he gets on the elevator. And he says, oh, I should help you. And I was like, I'm on the elevator. And he goes, no, to your room. And I was like, you don't have to. And then I press 7. He's like, I'm on 7, too. And I was like, all right, help me. So then... He takes both suitcases. And he goes, I'm strong, right? Also, he's Eastern European. He lives in Malaysia. <laughs> And he's in Houston on business. So he carries my heavy suitcases to my room. My key card doesn't work. And I was like, oh, no. So then he goes, let's put them in my room. And I said, okay. This is a (laughs) fucking romantic comedy. Are you sure that you did not see a movie on the plane and you, I did it. you fell asleep I did and thought this happened? No, to you? I was on WestJet. There were no amenities. Amenities? Amenities? Amenities, yeah. Amenities. I said it wrong the first time. I said, amenities. There's no amenities. It's not underwater. Truly, I don't even know if we were on a plane. It was a bus in the sky. So Just hanging onto the strap. Just hanging. So then my key card doesn't work, and he we put the bags in his room. He takes me to the front desk. We get a new key card. At this point, I was like, why is this man babysitting me? Uh, but then we take the elevator back, and then as I'm getting the bags out of my room, he goes, we should have wine. And I was like, oh. I was like, but I have to go record a podcast. So I was like, okay, I will be back in 45 minutes. I have to make a quick phone call. So then I record my podcast with my friend Marcy, which is a 90 Day Fiance recap podcast because it's the funniest show on television. This last week, a white woman was getting her hair braided in Nigeria talking about getting swindled by cake. It was... (laughs) I don't think I've laughed harder. So anyway, I was like, Marcy, can we do this tomorrow? She said, no. I said, okay. So I... She said, I've never spoken faster. <laughs> she was like, she was like, you weren't listening. You were like, ha, 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 yes. <laughs> but I was like, I have to get this Eastern European dick that lives in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So then I go back to his room, bang, bang on the door, and I'm holding a bottle of wine. I was like, I'm ready. And then he was like, oh, I was about to fall asleep. I was like, did you? He was like, no. <laughs> so then... <laughs> I'm getting over something. Dallas got me sick. So then uh, he was like, let's bring your suitcases to your room. So we bring the suitcases to my room. We start having wine. We talk for like 45 minutes. He's really funny, really kind, really nice. And I was like, this is going great. And then he's like, I'm sleepy. And I was like, what? We're not going to fuck? And then he gets up to leave. And I was like, oh, no, I talk fast for no reason. I could have taken my time on my podcast. So then he like turns around and kisses me. And I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. <laughs> and then he was like, do you have a condom? And I said, oh, no, because I stopped carrying condoms with me because I had two bad experiences on the road. And I was like, I don't fuck on the road anymore. But I guess I should have them just in case because mm-hmm. he, he was like, I don't have them with me. And I was like, where are they? He was like, in my room. And I was like, OK, where's your key card? And then we couldn't find his key card. And truly, we were like two little cartoons throwing clothes in the air trying to find his shit. So then I go in his room, find the condom find it we put it on and then we fucked so good it was so nice paul thank you thank you i'll never see him again no this is this is a triumph right it's a triumph and then afterwards he said i never do this and i was like 
okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. This was great. You had a lovely dick. Oh, boy. It was great. Oh, and then at one point during the sex, he looks at me and goes, this is like a porn. And I was like... (laughs) I said, what do you mean? He goes, Eastern European guy and a beautiful black woman. (laughs) And he was right. It is. Because then I put that into Pornhub and there was things. There was a video that I watched. It was it wasn't great. Like after he left, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's see if this checks out. <laughs> Imagine I put that in Pornhub and it was just us. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> it's like it's like porn now. Porn now. He's going I, I live the porn. to Pornhub. Uh, my confidence is the porn. Um, I just really wanted to tell that story. Um, about meeting people organically. <laughs> So after the first date with your now wife, yeah. who didn't realize it was a date, yeah. when did you confirm that that was indeed a date and then start dating? <laughs> when I asked her for a second date ah. and she said, well, I've, I am sort of casually seeing someone and it just got a little more serious. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to say no. So it's like, okay, so you kind of knew it was a date. Uh-huh. Um, then we didn't... Uh, date again until the following year where we kind of were put into each other's orbit again and we had kind of a flingy sort of summer Mm -hmm. but then I was at a point where I was like you know what I never sort of played the field and had fun and stuff like that I'm going to do that now I'm in my 30s which is like no one wants that (laughs) no one wants some dude (laughs) like because the women that were my age Mm -hmm. We're not looking to do that. Do you know what I mean? So I was dating a couple mm-hmm. of different women. Older or younger or in the same age? Uh, in the same age okay. bracket. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe a couple years younger or my same age. And so uh, it was obvious. And one of them was my future wife. Mm-hmm. And so she, I think it started to get more serious for her. And for me, it was like, I'm not, I'm on a different path, you know. And so I told her that and she was like, okay, dude. Um, then the following year, we started, we came into each other's orbit again. And for whatever reason, we started hanging out a lot Mm -hmm. just as friends. And that's what did it was that I, we really got to know each other as people. Mm -hmm. And I was in a, I was in a much better place thanks to therapy. And we, uh, we just sort of, we really got to know each other. And then I realized like, oh, I really have feelings for this person. What is this cartoon arrangement? I Look was at this told gigantic cork. A, <laughs> I was told a jug of water would be on stage, but I didn't think it was an actual jug of water I with a cork. Be, yeah, I thought it would be a pitcher. I didn't realize there was going to be this Smurf situation. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've never seen a cork this big. Also, I thought only wine got corked. <laughs> I guess it's anything you don't want bugs to get into. Huh. <laughs> is that why wine is corked? Bugs love it. (laughs) (laughs) They love it. Wait, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If I had not asked really, I would have been repeating that all over the world. (laughs) Did you know wine is corked because bugs (laughs) love wine? (laughs) Bugs are always drunk. Have you seen the way they fly? (laughs) (laughs) They're hammered. I mean... Yes. (laughs) Like a fly could be a drunk. Yeah. Like people bat them away and they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) They're throwing up all the time. You're going to hear what I have to say. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to know your wife for like a year before you started dating. Like officially dating. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, it was, we were just in different places until we were in the same place. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then how long, like, uh, how long were you engaged? Who proposed? Tell me about your proposal. I, <laughs> we, we were dating for five years, I guess, before we got married. We moved in together, started dating in 2005, moved in together in 2000, 
eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got a job that um, took me to New York, and it was a, we had just moved in together. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, a discussion about, well, do you stay here and I go, and then we do visitations, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever on the weekends, and <laughs> or do you come with me? And you know, because it was a, it was at a strange point in mm-hmm. our relationship, and so we decided. But I think we both knew that we were committed and we were headed that way, you know. And so um, she came with me and it was a real, I feel like that absolutely uh, beyond beyond any doubt cemented our relationship because mm-hmm. it was a real trial by fire because it was a huge adjustment going from, New York is hard to live in. Yeah. It's very hard to live in, especially if you've lived in LA for a long time. Oh yeah. Like I grew up in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But going from there, going from the east to the west, you get used to a certain lifestyle in the west. There's so much more room. There's so much more space. Mm-hmm. And and you can go grocery shopping normally. Yeah. You, like, take your car, you load up yes. your car, and you go yes. home. Like a human being. As opposed to New York where you're like, got to get my granny card out. Yeah. I'm going to roll it down six flights of stairs. Yeah. I'm going to walk six blocks to Fairway. I'm going to load up that cart and <laughs> yeah. then struggle up the stairs. Yeah. Or it's like... I'm going to say this will be an endurance test. I'll see how many, how much can I carry in two bags? Mm-hmm. I have two hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll see what, what is my, what are the limits of my strength mm-hmm. <laughs> and emotional stability? Yeah. New York is so hard. Yeah. I lived on a six floor walk up and if I forgot something, it, oh. was, it stayed up there. Yeah, absolutely. Or I would text my friends and we faced the street. So my roommate would throw things down yeah. at me once my keys got stuck in the tree and the whole neighborhood came out to help. <laughs> they were like, oh, damn, girl, that sucks. <laughs> so like, people were like throwing shoes and shit. <laughs> my roommate was throwing other things down. <laughs> It was very stupid. Watch out. Here comes a pan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to throw wide things. So wait, how long were you guys in New York together? One year. Mm, One year. That's like enough. Yeah. And it was, and then we came back to LA and, um, you know, uh, I, I proposed to her while we were in New York and, uh, and then we waited because we wanted to skip. What was the proposal? The proposal was, all right, we we were in, um, we were on Sullivan's Island, South Carolina, mm-hmm. which is where she grew up. It was around Christmas time. And I knew that I wanted to propose to her there because she, uh, I fell in love with that place the first time she took me there. Her family's still there. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, what I'm going to try to do is recreate the first time she took me there. So we... Um, <laughs> I had to get her to this certain spot. Uh-huh. And so my excuse was um hey, let's uh let's go out and see uh just like ride around and see everybody's Christmas lights. Mhm. And it it worked. Like well, she's like fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, cuz we were with her family, she was she bored said enough. Fine. Yeah, she was like, "Yeah, sure." She honestly it was like that. It was like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay. I got I'm literally doing nothing else." <laughs> So we go out and we're driving around. No, no one has Christmas lights out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to get her to this place called the Sand Dunes Club, mm-hmm. which is where we parked and went to the beach the first time. And so the first time she took me there, it was summer. It was 4th of July weekend. She's like, let's go to the beach. And so it's nighttime. We park at the Sand Dunes Club. We walk down the beach path. And it's like a full moon on the ocean. It's beautiful. And so I, I, we're trying to recreate that experience. So we park at the Sand Dunes Club. There's no moon. <laughs> it's winter. We, we walk out in pitch black, like with our phones. We get to the beach. It's freezing. And the wind is just whipping at our faces. And I'm like, okay, let's let's go back. <laughs> and so we start walking back, and I go into my speech. Mm-hmm. I only have prepared the first sentence. And I say, you know, this year has been uh, really amazing. And she cuts, she cuts me off and says, no, I know you got that job that you wanted <laughs> and, you know, all that. I'm like, uh, give me, just let me... <laughs> I'm not talking about myself. 
And so I just kind of go into from the heart, like what she meant to me and, and, you know, what our lives together have been like. And so we get back to the parking lot and I pull the ring out of my pocket. It was my, my, uh, mother's engagement ring. Mm -hmm. Um, and she had died a couple years before. Um, and it was in the original box and everything because my parents had a loveless marriage. And so that, that, that was in a drawer somewhere. It was very, it was very easy grab and go. Um, so I, I pull out the ring and she covers her face and turns away from me. And I, in that second, panicked so badly. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, this was, this is like a thing you hear about where uh-huh. the person realizes <laughs> I can't spend my life with you. Uh, <laughs> and then she, uh, she turns back and she says, of, of course, yes, you know. Aww. And then we went out and celebrated and uh, we, went to a, we went to a restaurant on the, on the beach um, and we get, we get champagne and then we started just texting people. And so if you saw us, <laughs> we look like the biggest assholes in the world. <laughs> just two people with champagne, champagne just like just looking texting. at their phones, texting. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's, I like that you tried to recreate something magical from the summer in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love a proposal <laughs> like that because you thought about it, but you, just not fully. Yeah. But it's so sweet. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, truly it is the thought that counts. Yeah, like absolutely. it was, that's so fucking cute. <laughs> and I got to meet your wife and I'd only really seen her on Instagram. And I think I said that to her. I was like, I like you so much. I know you from the internet. <laughs> And she very much was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm insane. Um, uh, do you remember your first girlfriend? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was I, I didn't have a girlfriend until um, my junior year of high school. Okay. And her name was Nancy. Mm-hmm. And we met through doing the, the school plays together. And um, we dated for, you know, that school year mm-hmm. pretty much. And I'd never had a girlfriend before. She was my first kiss. Okay. Um, she made the first move. Oh, which an aggressive that, Nancy. Yeah, that that had to happen. Well, she was a year older. She was a senior. Ooh. Yeah. So she, I, my first kiss was we were sitting on the the back of her car, like on the bumper, after our first date, and she. Uh, you know, leaned over to me and kissed me. And I still remember very vividly how that felt. Like it was Mm -hmm. absolutely magical. Like, oh, wow, this is even more amazing than I had imagined, you know. Um, And I still, every once in a while, I still smell her. She wore a certain perfume. I don't know the name of it, but if I, if someone is wearing it, I can smell it like that. It's, it's wild. It's I, really wild. I have two perfumes. Well, a cologne, a Jean-Paul Gaultier cologne wow. that Paul, I probably shouldn't say his name. Uh, <laughs> I call him Paul the Blood because he was a blood. Uh, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul the Blood. That's what he's in my phone as. <laughs> and that's what he'll be always known to me as, Paul the Blood. Uh, we used to like hook up when I was in college and he wore Jean-Paul Gaultier cologne, mm. and I think he sprayed it on his dick because I would be sucking his dick, and I'd be like, I think I'm sucking perfume? So anytime I smell that, I'm like, Paul the blood. Um, like, I get that impulse. Yes. I get that impulse. But don't. But don't do that. Don't do that. That's, like, so rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to taste your dick. <laughs> I want to taste your dick. <laughs> Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. 
The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, so Nancy was your first girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm doing a pretty good job of staying on track. Uh, my ADD medicine, I told you earlier, is not here. I know. Uh, it, it is you've had very off. little sleep. I think you're doing a fantastic Thank job. Thank you. I was telling Paul, I was on WestJet. And WestJet doesn't have, like, first class. They have, like, just, like, 
a bigger economy section. Right. I don't, it's very weird. And then I guess I didn't check in early enough. I don't know what happened, right. but I didn't get the upgrade. So I was really <laughs> by the bathrooms in the back. Yeah. It was pretty stinky. And I fell asleep for maybe two and a half hours, three hours. And I woke up and I was like, I gotta get out of here. And Paul's like, you're on a plane. You can't go anywhere. And I was like, you are very right. But if you scream, things happen. Like maybe they'll land the plane a little yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get yeah. off. Yeah. You know, get your legs going. <laughs> we have to do a water landing uh, to let a passenger <laughs> off. <laughs> I would take a slide off a plane. It would be fun. My favorite thing is that JetBlue guy that went crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, stole a couple Heinekens and then it's activated great. Yeah, the if slide. If you're not familiar, a man quit his job from JetBlue by screaming at people, enabling the inflatable slide, <laughs> stealing booze, and sliding out to unemployment. That's It's amazing. It's perfect. It's amazing. I would kill to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you can't do that on a set. No. There's very few slides in real life. Yes. Yeah. You know who's got a slide? The Property Brothers. You ever... (laughs) I love the Property Brothers. And they're moving on up. One of them's dating Zoe Deschanel. Is that true? Yes. Isn't that a nice little upgrade for him? You know, fixing up houses. Now he's fixing up white women. But uh, (laughs) the Property Brothers at home, they bought this place in Vegas where they put an industrial slide on the side of their fucking house. I love them. They are Looney Tunes. I love them so much. What is an industrial slide? It's a huge, it's like an amusement park slide that they have attached to their home. I think maybe you have to go inside the house to take the slide. I don't know if there's like they a- They don't have like a ladder that you can climb I don't think so, <laughs> but maybe they do. I might be wrong. Did anyone else watch Property Brothers at home? Okay, cool. Um... There's also a third brother, and he, it, he his hair is like this. Uh, <laughs> it's like black, and he's very emo. And you're like, where did you fucking come from? I love them. They're so silly. Also, do you I, know the Property Brothers? <laughs> oh, okay. You just do not watch the show. <laughs> I know who those guys are. That's enough for me. Do you watch HGTV? I don't. Oh, Don't start. It is a slippery slope. Uh, I love House Hunters. Mm -hmm. And then for whatever reason, in season 128, they dropped the narrator Andromeda. And I was like, where is Andromeda? But then... But then she comes back. And my roommate and his boyfriend, we love watching House Hunters. So then John Milheiser, my roommate messaged Andromeda <laughs> was like, where are you? And she was like, oh, I'm just not in a couple episodes. Uh, I'm insane. <laughs> I'm fully insane. Do we ever see Andromeda or no. she's just a voice? She's just okay. a voice <laughs> that we had to Google. We were like, who's the voice on House Hunters? It's this woman named Andromeda. And then she like started doing stand-ups. We watched a couple of those videos. Oh, boy. But then she didn't continue because she got that House Hunter money. Sure. You know? So yeah. she's crushing it. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. Andromeda, keep doing you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% sure she does not listen to this. <laughs> uh, okay. So after Nancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who came after Nancy? Well, after Nancy, there was um, there was a girl in my class that we were uh, best friends, and then in senior year, we started having this very tumultuous romance. Mm-hmm. She was dating somebody uh, at like a like a committed serious relationship. <laughs> we were in high school, <laughs> but she's she's married to that guy today. Oh, really? Yes. They wow. never stopped dating. So huh. she. She, the way she sort of managed it was she kind of did it all on her own terms. Mm -hmm. And when she went to college, she dated other guys while still dating this guy. Oh. And, uh, you know, that dude was like, I will wait around forever, I guess. Oh, man. What the fuck was in her pussy? Like, (laughs) I can't even get one. Nicole, I wish I could tell you, but I never found out. (laughs) 
We, because I, I didn't have, I was a virgin until I was 19. Okay. Uh, because I was very Catholic. I was very ah. devout, but also terrified of sex. It's a scary thing that nobody ever breaks down for you. Nobody. My sex ed was my mother one day said, I, I must have been like in eighth grade, mm-hmm. maybe grade eight. Sorry. And my my mother, I was in, I was in the living room. My mother said, "There's a there's a uh, show on television that I want you to watch." And so why don't you go in the kitchen? We had a little TV in mm-hmm. there. So why don't you watch this show? She didn't give me any further information. It was mm-hmm. an after school special that was all about sex. Oh, it taught boy. you what sex was and uh-huh. everything. And uh, and all, all like all all the stuff you experienced through puberty. It was mm-hmm. like everything. What was so weird was the 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 little that I remember about it was it was a special where kids were watching a movie that was teaching them about sex. Whoa! So you were getting like third hand information. Yes. <laughs> they felt they felt the need to dramatize it rather than just rather than just show us the movie that was in the movie. <laughs> They That's like had wild. kids. I can't remember like what the what what if anything <laughs> were they talking about before they went and saw this movie? Like who gives a shit? They just yeah. they just exist for this movie to happen. This is truly blowing my mind. Yeah. This and I, I remember that so they they you know, they show you like what wet dreams are and uh-huh. what, you know, like the 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 biology, what's happening inside your body when mm-hmm. you get an erection or when you have your, uh, was, were periods in there? I don't think so. That that was another special, I think. <laughs> and, That's the lady special. But then I remember the, the, the teacher in the movie paused the movie and then started talking to the kids. Mm-hmm. For some reason, this information was not included in the movie that they were watching. So it's like he like he like broke it down serious. Like here's what happens: mm-hmm. you know, penis goes in the vagina and all this shit. I wonder if they did it that way because they made the movie first, saw a cut, and they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, we forgot so much." Yeah. Instead of reshooting the yeah. whole thing, yeah. we'll just make some kids watch it. We'll film them yeah. and we'll pause to fill in what we <laughs> fucked up right. and forgot. Yeah. We'll give them some bullshit story. Yeah. Who like cares the about The big them? dance. Yeah, the big dance or whatever. <laughs> then they'll sit and they'll watch that movie. That's truly so, what a treat. That is yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah. I found out about sex because I read a book called Our Bodies and Me or something. Our Bodies Ourselves? Maybe. It was Mm -hmm. a big blue book at the bottom shelf of the library. Yeah. And I'm a nosy little bitch. So I was like, what is this book? So I like scooped it up. And then my mom let me check it out. And then in the van ride home, I was reading it truly a gas. I was like, what? No. Daddy did this? No. (laughs) No. And then I remember my mom lifting me out of the car while I'm holding this book and How I looked at you this maybe like five wow <laughs> I was young wow and as she lifted me out of the van I said did daddy do this to you and she went yes and I went but why <laughs> <laughs> and she did a very good job of being like well when you get older you'll you'll enjoy that and yeah. and you have to uh, he has to ask if it's okay, and you have to say, yes, it's okay. And I was like, okay, so he'll ask before he sticks that in you? <laughs> and she was like, yes. But then this <laughs> really started me on a quest to see dicks because I was I saw them in the book, but I was like, I got to see one live. Yeah. So then if my dad ever went into the bathroom, I would try to get in there. Oh! <laughs> and he'd be like, Nicole, <laughs> you have to leave. Uh, and then, like, when little boys at school would go in the bathroom, I'd be like, mm, maybe I get in there, too? And then my teacher, Mrs. Labatch, would be like, stay out! No, yeah. you cannot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they make it so mysterious. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I don't know what I would want. Like, I don't know if I would want, like, full penetration, like, in a classroom with my peers, being like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this, this is how that happens. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to make such a sex education better. Did you have it in school at all? Barely. So, honestly, last year I found out <laughs> about... <laughs> I learned that ovaries is short for ovum, which holds the eggs, because I was like, I didn't understand. <laughs> I just, okay, I thought ovaries were eggs. I thought you had two eggs. <laughs> right. 
and I thought the egg would get sucked up in the in those tubes. <laughs> and then in your, I guess, uterus, the sperm would crack that egg open. Like a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. And I was explaining this to my friend. I think it was on this podcast. And it was Megan Nuringer. And she was like, oh, no. Nicole, no. She was like, how did you get this far? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but then I was just like, well, why, why do we call them ovaries, not just eggs? And she was like, the ovaries hold the eggs. The eggs are tiny. It was, it's so hard. Uh, it is. Though, I mean, if I feel like the, the sex ed feels like such, it should be its own class. Yes. And I feel like it's just rushed yes. all the time where it's like, I've had experiences like that too, where there were things that I learned way later that I was like, oh, I mm -hmm. didn't know about that. And no one must ever know that I didn't know about that. <laughs> I'll openly just tell people I didn't know. Yeah. Because I say things with such determination and yeah. I'm like, that's it. And then they're like, really? <laughs> like, uh, I've said this before on the podcast, but I was talking to my roommate, John Milheiser. He mm. gets mad if I don't say his full name, so I say his full name. Is that true? Yes. He listened to one episode and was like, so how come you just say your roommate and you don't say me? And I was like, I don't know, John Milheiser, <laughs> but for now on, when I mention my roommate, John Milheiser, I will say his full name, John Milheiser. So John Milheiser and I <laughs> were watching. John Milheiser, hi from Paul. <laughs> we met once outside of UCB. I think you're very funny. He will probably mention this to me at a later date. He'll be like, tell Paul I said hello. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? But uh, we were watching... I think it was like a documentary on abortion or something. And I just learned that it, abortion was illegal in Ireland. So I was like, John, in Ireland, abortion's illegal, which means if you have a stillborn baby, you still have to give birth. And then John goes, are you sure about that? And I was like, uh, uh. he's like, you think dead babies just keep growing? I was like, I guess not. But I said it so confidently. I was like, even if it dies, you still have to have it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's tough. <laughs> and what I'm saying is life is very hard. Uh, it's a lot to keep track of. It's so much. Life is a lot to keep track it of. It is. And you just got to keep giggling at yourself. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. Did you have any college girl? Have you been on like a terrible date? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on, w during my playing the field uh, uh, time, <laughs> mm -hmm. I was on a date with someone who was very much into making a relationship happen ah. and was, the whole date was sort of projecting that we were in a relationship and oh, talking about- How so? So I know not to do this. Well, it was like, it... <sighs> It was sort of like saying like, and then, you know, when we do this and when ah, we okay. when this happens and all that, it was like just decided. It felt mm -hmm. decided on on her part that this is where we're all. OK, so we're together and this is going to be mm -hmm. forever now. And it was really that was like that's how the date started out. And, oh, it continued. and this was date one. This was date one. Oh, yeah. no. OK, I don't do that. We went on two dates. Oh, and then I I. After the second date, it got even more intense. <laughs> and I um, I remember talking to my therapist and saying, I think I have to break it off with this person. And my therapist thought I should do it in person. Mm -hmm. But it was two dates. We didn't really know each other. Yeah. And I thought, I think a phone call is fine. It's better than a text. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we need to go like have a meal or coffee or something just so I can say, hey, stranger, <laughs> <laughs> let's not do this anymore. Because you seem on a different trajectory than I am mm -hmm. on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if you owed her a text. I mean, which sounds yeah. like an insane thing, and I don't love being ghosted, but like yeah. that's a that's an answer. I feel like this was before ghosting was was truly a mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> where mean, that was more like a rarity, where that would be like a one night thing, oh, okay. where you'd never hear from somebody again. Mm -hmm. But this was, I don't know. I, it was probably it's probably more speaks to my inexperience and clumsiness with well, all also, of it. Also, you're a gentleman. Well, it's a I very gentlemanly I thing to, I to, to say to somebody, this isn't working out. Yeah. It is hard, though. It's the worst. I've only had to break up with one person, and it was a, a former business person uh -huh. uh, that I was working with. We'd 
uh, was my manager. We'd been together for like eight years. And I was like, well, I should do this in person. Yeah. It's not. It's, I did that too. I had to break up with a manager. Sucks. It was fucking hard. The worst part is yeah. when you walk out of that office, uh, <laughs> it passed all the employees and even though they, they can't know what happened, but, but it seems know. like they know. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. The email's already been sent. What's he doing here? Why is he here? <laughs> well, we did this at a restaurant, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but then it was just like we were both waiting for the valet, and it was just... Uh, oh, was, no! Yeah. <laughs> it was just very awkward. And then in that moment, I was like, I don't know if I could ever break up with the, like a person that I fucked. Right. Like, that's more intimate. Right. To be like, you were inside of me and never again. <laughs> uh, yeah, breaking up is very, very difficult. Yeah. Oh, well. So don't do um, it. Yeah. Don't do stay it. Stay in a shitty relationship. Stay with <laughs> it. You suffer in silence. Suffer. Put your ring box in the drawer and That's bring it out exactly. when you have to go out. We got to get back to those days. We do. Yeah. Twin beds. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> do you think people actually slept on twin beds or was that a TV thing? I honestly don't know. Me I'm either. curious about that, too. Does I've... anyone here know they slept on twin beds? Till this day. <laughs> till till this day. I guess it's who? Who? <laughs> who? They, it sounds like it sounds like they are talking about specific people yes. that they know. To this day they still do. What people are you talking about? <laughs> And I love that you were saying things, so uh, you couldn't hear that if you're listening whenever this comes out. So he, this man said that uh, people do still sleep on twin beds, and he's like, they will tonight. And I was like, who? And he didn't really answer. Then he finally said his grandparents. Like, we were all going to know it was your grandparents. That was funny. My parents eventually moved to separate bedrooms. Oh, dang. Yeah, 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 yeah. My grandparents sleep on a mushy queen-size bed. <laughs> and I think they love each other. They, they're, like, both kind of hard of hearing, so they're just screaming at each other all the time. But, like, their pet names, like, baby! And it's like, my God. My God. And then my parents had a king-size bed, mm -hmm. which was room enough for them to <laughs> sleep separately. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I don't know anybody who slept on twin beds who were married. I don't either. I, 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 I remember thinking when I was a kid, hearing that, like, uh, I Love Lucy, they had to mm -hmm. sleep in twin beds because that was, you just could not depict people sleeping in the yes. same bed. You scandalous. It's weird. It's scandalous. <laughs> what if my brain thought they fucked? It's so, and they're they're playing a married, there are, they are a married couple playing a married what couple. What if my brain thought they fucked? Yeah. And they couldn't say pregnant on that show. Wait, what? She got pregnant in real life. So what did they say? Knocked up? I think they... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lucy got knocked up by Desi. I think they... I honestly think they said shit like in a family way. Whoa. Or, you know, with child, you know, How and stuff like wild. that. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, is... Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's, it's insane. It's very strange that we... But I guess this country's, we're built on Puritan, not this one. We're in Canada. The one downstairs. Yeah. Downstairs. <laughs> downstairs country. Yeah, the fucking basement country we live in. <laughs> it's like a Christian Puritan-based society, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So yeah, we're just yeah, like yeah. scared of everything? Yeah. What <sighs> What's so funny to remember about American pilgrims coming over for freedom mm -hmm. of religion is that they wanted the freedom to practice the strictest and most fucked up religion. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Which was you, you do not have pleasure in anything. Mm -hmm. Life is hard. And you know what's interesting? A lot of them are like in favor of this like Muslim travel ban. I'm like, but that one's stricter. So yeah. like, why don't you like that yeah, one? Exactly. It's very confusing. <laughs> um... Real quick, I want to talk about the way you dress. It doesn't have anything to do with love or relationships. I just like the way you dress. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, you always look so nice. Thank you. I like to dress up. It's fun. May I ask, when did this happen? Because a lot of comedians look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, this is how old I am. When mm-hmm. I started, well, first of all, I always liked to dress up since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it was part of wanting to be older and wanting to be in show business. Ah. And so the, the show business of the time, when I would see talk shows, I was obsessed with talk shows because it was celebrities being like celebrated for being celebrities, Mm -hmm. but also they're being themselves, you know? And so any kind of behind the scenes kind of thing like that, I loved. Mm -hmm. So seeing somebody like fucking Burt Reynolds on Johnny Carson, (laughs) like making jokes and Mm -hmm. stuff and doing bits was like, that was heaven for me. And so, uh, when I started stand up, it was still very much a time when, like on a paid show, you would dress nicely. Mm-hmm. You'd wear like a, a coat and tie or something. And I also went to Catholic school where you had to wear a coat and tie. And um, so I just always loved clothes. Mm-hmm. And as time went on and, and uh, 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 you know, fashion became more relaxed and casual and, and, and honestly diverse. Like there's so many different styles that you can have now, which I think is a great thing. And I I think a lot of people assume that I am against that. And I think Mm -hmm. that I want people to dress like me. And it's like, (laughs) no, I don't. I I feel like it's it's great that you can have whatever haircut you want. Mm -hmm. You can wear whatever you want to wear. You can have tattoos. You can have piercings, whatever. Um, You know, just because I don't, uh, that's not me. I'm not against it. I think it's a great thing. But yeah, I, l- I love clothes and I love dressing up. And, it, and it's like when I wear stuff like this, this, this for me is a more like casual mm-hmm. kind of look, you know, but it makes me feel like me, you know. I like it. Thank it's you. It's such a, it's, I, I just appreciate men who dress up. I mean, I'm not very dressed up today because. You look nice. I tried to do my makeup to compensate <laughs> for the outfit. Right. I did not pack well yesterday. I was like really listening to Billie Eilish and like cleaning <laughs> and then <laughs> got really lost in the cleaning. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Dios mios, I gotta go. So then I just like threw shit in my suit and like my little backpack and like left. Uh, so that's why I look like this. But, um, <laughs> Okay, so I have another question. So I was not familiar with your peanut brittle bit until I saw you do it at the last Put Your Hands Together show, which is hosted by Rhea Butcher and Cameron Esposito in L.A. And it is so funny. So then I went and watched other clips of it because I enjoyed it so much. If you haven't heard it, like, after you leave here, immediately Google it. It is so funny. <laughs> it's just a bit on like, why is peanut brittle a thing that exists? Um, may I ask, how did you, how did that come about? I know it's a bad question to ask how a joke comes no, about. No, no, no. But it, it really came about from real life going into a, I, I was, I think I had to buy props for like a sketch or something. Mm-hmm. And so I oh, went. Oh, joke peanut brittle. Like peanut brittle, yeah. like a, uh, I didn't explain it well. No, no, no. I, I had, so I went into the, to, you know, the comedy community will know it very well. Hollywood toy and costume mm-hmm. on Hollywood Boulevard. Where I get my wigs. Yeah, I've, I've bought so many, so many wigs there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they had like a rack of like gag things like the joy buzzer and stuff like that. Um, and one of them was peanut brittle with, you know, you open it up and the snakes fly out. And I just looked at it like, <laughs> this is insane that this still exists. <laughs> And that was it. And then the bit itself is just, it's five minutes of yeah. pure sarcasm. It's That's great. all it is. Oh, it made me tee hee hee so hard. Thank you very much. I was truly guffawing. <laughs> 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 and I get a little self conscious when I really like something because I have like a nasty little laugh. That's so loud. <laughs> you, your laugh is the best. And it was so, it was so comforting <laughs> to me to hear it when I was on stage. Oh, uh, it's so perfect. And then. Uh, I told Sashir's boyfriend about it, and he was like, that's a classic fucking bit, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, I'm in dummy. (laughs) Okay. So we are running low on time. Yes, we are. But I want you to go through my new Tinder profile. I finally updated it uh, because I listened to the people, and they were all like, bitch, you can't keep reading the same thing. Uh, Um... (laughs) Uh oh, let me put it's on airplane mode. Okay, okay, I used to go. Oh, I should have queued this up. I'm bad. Oh, I'm bad. I think you're doing great. <laughs> no, I'm you're bad. You're doing great, Nicole. Oh, dang. How come I can't? I'm bad. Is there any way I can help you? <laughs> Is there something oh, I can do? I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, hold on. I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm waiting for it to load. 
I'm not bad. I got this. You got it. Okay. Oh, there it is. I see it. Dang. But it won't let me uh, swipe through the pictures. Okay, so it's in editing mode. So you can look at it that way, me thinks. Okay. Or maybe if you hit preview, maybe they'll let you do it that way. Yes. No. Huh? Is it up and down? No. No. So you got to look at it that way. Um, can you like really see what the pictures are? Yes. There's uh, Nicole. What appears to be, is that like a gigantic dildo? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then there's Nicole wearing a fun sweater. And I'm also holding a big dildo. Holding a big... Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the dildo isn't as apparent. Oh, I see. It's blue, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Then there's... I don't know who this person is. Ah, dang. It's hard to see. It's me with a dog. Uh, <laughs> That's you? Yes. Dang. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, why is Tinder doing this to me? Okay. Um, oh, I'm bad. <laughs> Now, no normally, are you able to just scroll through the yes, like, slide? Yes, and I don't know pictures. why it won't do it. Okay, let's go to Bumble. Ugh. Let me look you up on my burner Tinder account. <laughs> Wouldn't that be you horrible? You never had to. <laughs> what a reveal at the end that I for I forgot I shouldn't say on a mic on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll come for you. They'll cancel you right up. Uh, please don't cancel <laughs> me, please. Okay, Bumble took down my big dick picture. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you care, Bumble? It said I infringed on something, uh, uh, like that morals and That dildo is tastes. copyrighted. <laughs> okay, so look at... Okay, you can look at my hinge. Okay. Which is owned by Tinder, I just learned. I've never even heard of Hinge. Well, you're lucky. So All I think right. you so just scroll oh, up. Oh, there we go, yes. So you have to describe what you there's see. There's Nicole as wearing, um, I like this outfit a lot. Thank you. She's wearing some uh, rhinestone fringed, rimmed uh, sunglasses. Yes. Um, and this, it uh, looks like you have a backpack on. Yes. And uh, is that, a, is that a, a belt or a fanny pack? It's a belt that says iconic. Iconic. <laughs> And she is standing next to uh, a black dildo, like jet black, with tons of veins, um, that is as tall as she is. <laughs> then, uh, okay, here's the fun sweater with the blue dildo. It's like an avatar thing. Mm -hmm. um, then here's Nicole <laughs> with the same hairdo as this very um, chic-looking dog. <laughs> um, then here's Nicole in... I, it may, not a similar top, but not the same top, and jeans, almost the same outfit, mm -hmm. doing an incredible split. Yeah. And she is looking at the camera like, yeah. <laughs> now, this one is very intriguing. This is Nicole in the, the split outfit <laughs> next to Guy Fieri, who is getting his star of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> I assume this is Photoshop. It's absolutely Photoshop. But honestly, without without my glasses, it looks like she's really there. Like guy guy said, Nicole, I need you to be here for this. I love Guy Fieri. Then what's not to love? Thank you. <laughs> then the last one is uh, Nicole looking uh, very cute, very nice. She's wearing a sort of rainbow striped top, and she's bent over, just sticking that ass right out. <laughs> Like, here you go. I don't know where you are in this picture. A sex shop. Oh, a sex shop. I'm on a sex swing. There we go. Oh, you're on a sex swing? Yes. Okay. It's uh, the Pleasure Chest in West Hollywood. Uh, it's a show. Famous sex shop. Oh, yeah, they were doing a show yeah, there. That's right. Uh, yeah. the, I think it's just called the Pleasure Chest uh, mm. show. The Pleasure Chest um, presents. Presents comedy. <laughs> it's really reason. interesting because you'll be in the middle of a joke and like a lull of your joke, and you'll hear a couple be like, "So we want the bigger dildo," <laughs> <laughs> and it brings me joy. So okay, these straps are too easy to get out of. <laughs> yeah, harness me in. Um, based on what you say, uh, would you date me? <laughs> of course I would. Oh, Paul, what a treat! Why wouldn't I? Thank you. Well, sometimes people say they wouldn't. No, but here's the thing. Like, I am I am uh, still to this day a little more buttoned up, but I am uh, I'm very open-minded for other people. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But if I saw that, if I saw that profile, 
I could not help but laugh at it. Like, uh, just like if I saw somebody just seriously posing with a dildo as tall as themselves, <laughs> I would probably say, uh-uh. But if I, but the expression on Nicole's face, like, hey, like I'm with a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, yeah. we have to get out of here. I know. Um, so, Sashir, so who's my dear, dear friend, and I had done a photo shoot for Bus Magazine, and we were driving to Staples because I needed stuff, uh, and I wouldn't tell her what I needed because it's more fun that way. Uh, she was like, why do you need office supplies? And I was like, getting ready for school. But um, <laughs> I kept saying I needed stuff for my classroom. It was very funny to me. It's September, Sashir. <laughs> yeah, we have to get back to school. So as we were driving to Staples, we hit Santa Monica, and I realized that Chichi LaRue, the place that has this big dildo that I've been, <laughs> I've, I've been wanting to visit so badly. I was like, Sashir, the dildo's here. <laughs> and she was like, where? And I was like, turn right. <laughs> turn right? So then she turns, and I was like, it's there, it's there, it's right on the right. So then the light is still green, and she just comes to a full stop. And she knew that there was no one behind her, but I was like, we're going to die. <laughs> and then she parked the car, and then she was like, all right, Nicole, have at it. And I... <laughs> And I walked into it. And I was like, where is it? And I found it. And then I was like, can I pick it up? And the lady behind the desk was like, whatever. <laughs> so I like pick it up for pictures. I put it back down. And then I looked around. I was like, I should buy something. <laughs> and then, so she was like, we're running late. And I said, I will not buy a thing. And then I left. <laughs> so I'm sure whoever was working was like the most insane person <laughs> came in to touch this dildo. And then I called them back. I was like, how much is the dildo? <laughs> it was $500. Oh, my God. Or no, it was $1,500. And I was like, the one that everyone touched? Goodbye. <laughs> but then I found one on Amazon for $500, and I'm this close to buying it. <laughs> and how how big is it in life? It, in life, it, uh, when it, was, it was taller than me on the thing. So I would say it like maybe like it's half of me. I'm five seven, so like three foot. But I mean, <laughs> is it physically possible to do anything with Anything's it? Anything's possible if you breathe. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, that's all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Paul, thank you so thank much you, for Nicole. being here. Absolutely. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much for coming. And that's it. That's why won't you date me? Okay, bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.